Good evening, everyone. Uh, welcome to the Nerd Heart Comic Book Club. Uh, if you're new here, welcome and thanks for joining us. If you are our regular viewers, welcome back. And let's strap in for some fun because we are tonight's entertainment. Um, this is the first time hosting, first time using StreamYard. So if I balls this up or hit end broadcast by mistake, it's all my fault. I do apologize <laughs> well in advance. So my name is Phil. I am from Phil's Nerdy First. Uh, I am joined by my co-host tonight, first one. Above me here is Shane from uh, Donald Comics. Oh, hoi, hoi. And then Scott from Scott's Shelf. Shumai, everyone. How you doing? Uh, I'll just do Heidi Ho, because that's, that's my usual weekly thing. <laughs> I don't get to do it because I'm not introduced myself. <laughs> All right. So this is episode 46. Uh, this week is my pick, which is Silver Surfer, uh, Origins from 1968. Written by Stan Lee and artist John Bashima or Bashema, Bashima, I believe it, it is. Yep. <laughs> I just I'm getting used to this guy. So bear with, bear with. Um, so if you haven't worked out by now as well, Scott picked uh, Sandman last week and he hosted the show. I picked Silver Surfer this week and I'm hosting the show. So it doesn't take GCSEs to work out that we are going to rotate the hosting duties of the Nerd Herd. Um, and whoever picks the book, host. It's that simple. Um, I'll take this time as well to remind the folk that we do have, we are Amazon affiliated now. And in the description below, you will see the link for this week's book. Um, anything that as you purchase through that link, we get a little bit of money that we have decided to build up and give it to you guys when it comes to prizes and giveaways. And as well, for any kind of schedule shows we have on YouTube, we will add uh, the links to those as well. So next week we have a book and the link is up, the schedule's up. Go check that out as well after this live broadcast, of course. So um, shall we meet her to see who's, who's joined us this evening? Of course. Uh, we have Tom from This Month in Movies, Evening All. Uh, Liam from The Funky Gibbons, Heidi Ho. I did steal that, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's now mine. Um, and Adam from Comic Point, Gangsters! <laughs> He also joins in with his usual holy hi. <laughs> and it has been a while. Good to have you back, Adam. It has, yeah. Welcome back, buddy. And here we have, this is the comic book report. Uh, his name is Dominic. He is relatively new here. Say hello, everybody. Hey. And we have Louis from Job Lot Comics saying hello, lads. He's particularly excited for this one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's a big Marvel fan, isn't he? Yeah, 100%. Uh, Fuzzy Dunlap, Chaps and Chapettes. Hello. Adam's like, you got this. So I, I love a little bit of encouragement. You got to <laughs> oh, keep buddy. this up because, you, you know. And Bethany C, it's Phyllis's time to shine. It absolutely is. This is what I want. This is what I want. I want it all. I want it's it. Your moment. <laughs> Should we leave, Scott? Just leave Phil to it. Yeah. No, I, I, need some, I need some supporting <laughs> acts. Come on. Don't, don't ditch me. I need to bounce <laughs> off people. So that's the herd. Uh, so I guess, as I mentioned, it was my pick this week. And I'll move on to the synopsis of Silver Surfer Origins. And it is just that. It's the origin of the Silver Surfer. That's it. No. So <laughs> it, fo <laughs> it follows Norrin Rad. Uh, he lives on a planet called Shen, Shen La. Mm -hmm. uh, this most perfect planet where there's no war or fighting or famine. Everything's so perfect. But he's frustrated with the kind of the non-adventure, the, the lack of exploration for, for new kind of things. Um, but be careful what you wish for. Because enter Galactus, and Galactus is the devourer of worlds. So he comes to feast on the ener energy of Shinla. And uh, Norn Rad, being as noble as he is, in a bid to save his people and and his loved one Shalabal, he offers himself to act as a herald for Galactus to find suitable planets that have no no living life, no no one there they could kill, just take the planet's energy. So he offers himself to do that. He then is given the power cosmic by Galactus. And uh, what happens later on, he kind of, there's a few things with Fantastic Four isn't in this book that happens. He finds himself on Earth, and while Galactus tries to eat Earth, he denies him, and, and then Galactus kind of banishes him to Earth and puts his barrier around the Earth where he cannot escape. And he tries to fit in with Earth, but Earth don't, Earthlings don't want him. They're, they're fearful of him. So we join him at this journey, and there's a few kind of little mischievous characters. There's 
The Stranger, you've got Loki and Thor, you've got Mephisto, and you've got the best ones of all, the Brotherhood of Badoon, and he has <laughs> quarrels with um, all in a bed to try and escape that barrier and, and, and enter the, the space cosmos once again. So that's the synopsis. I don't know if it was too long. Was it okay? That's good. Fine, yeah. Cool. So uh, I just noticed here we do have uh, Pete from Triple G Comics. Hi, all. Sorry, on way back from cinema. We'll catch us on the replay later. I wonder if he's going to see the Suicide Squad. Great movie. Yeah, by he, the way. he left that out. He should have told yeah. us what he went I to think, see. I think he saw it. <laughs> The other Twice day, other, he said he yeah. saw it with the other day with his son. I think he's just seen it for a third time, or maybe he's seen Free Guy, and that's another popular one at the, at the moment. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing that actually. Me too. Me too. Oh, yes, that's the Ryan Reynolds one, absolutely. Yes, some more encouragement. Perfect synopsis. <laughs> Thank you very much, Donald. So, okay, the chat needs to stop now. Phil's head's gonna get far <laughs> too on, big. Okay. <laughs> the Molly is on point tonight. Let's go, Phil. <laughs> this is it. Okay, so moving on from me, take, take away the. Well, the, the spotlight off me, and we're going to give it to Shane. Shane, do you want to kick us off with this book tonight? Yes. Okay, so I open this book, as I do with every single book I read, to see if I'm going to enjoy the artwork. Step and one. Step open one. Book. <laughs> Even before I read it, I pick it up to have a look, and the first page, lovely. Colours, fantastic. The art's so lovely and clean. I mean, it's the 60s, so the art was always smooth. I loved the whole book, like, Art-wise, from start to finish, I loved every page. It was so hard to find an actual page to pick because every page is just beautiful. It's clean. Mm. The colours, my gosh, it like just it just makes you want to go. Wow, the colours are so bright and so vibrant, and yeah. oh, I I can't say enough good things about the art in this. It was it very much reminded me of the Eternals in the style, but mm. I just had a much more happy feel when I was reading this. Just in terms, so in, much more. In terms of the style, I've got it written down here. I've said like very like Jack Kirby esque. You know yes. what I mean? It's like I had to double check like who was who was drawing this because I actually thought it was Jack Kirby. Steve, um, go on. Th this is where I kind of not struggled with the art. The art was lovely, but we so we read the Eternals recently, and that was drawn by Jack Kirby. And Jack Kirby's King Kirby, like he, he actually invented the Silver Surfer. You know, he was when he drew it without. Than anyone knowing about it. So, um, the problem I have with it is that this is so much better than the art from the Eternals. Like, it's so much better. Like, yeah. I just can't get over how, you know, even though it was what, eight years prior to the Eternals, it just looks like miles ahead of the Eternals' I artwork. I can't quite tell why, though. You yeah, I'm saying. Like, it looks pretty similar like really bang onto each other like it confused me to the point of did jack kirby do this yeah and but yeah i know exactly what you mean phil like it looks better but i can't tell why <laughs> i could it be that it's characters that you know like you don't really no one really know we didn't know the eternals when we picked that book up yeah. but we know thor and loki yeah, and mephesto yeah. and silver surfer and the fantastic four so could it be that is that why it's a little bit better Louis is making a good point here. So it's inked by Joe Sennett, Sennott, yeah. and he inked a lot of Kirby stuff as well. So maybe that's why we're finding similarities in it. Um, but I, again, it, for me, it was it was so much better than than the Eternals art. And maybe you're right because we know these characters. Maybe that's that's why. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, shall we move on to some of the pages we picked? Then should we do that now? Go yeah. Ahead. Yeah. I think cool. to, to, to be honest, I think I think you know like we're. We're struggling to pick things about the art. Like, well, like, there's nothing terrible to say about the art, but there's also, like, like we can't sing its praises for too long. Otherwise, <laughs> it'll just become boring because, like, at the end of the day, like, this is drawn fantastically well. Like, it's it's insanely clean. Um, you know, the colours the colors are great. I mean, there is a colouring issue that we want to bring up later. Mm -hmm. But um, overall, there's nothing really to fault i mean like the like the only thing i could bring up art wise um I'm, I'm not even sure if it's art related i think it's more like script related um there seemed to be a lot of like um dialogue telling us what is like something has just, just happened like a swing of an axe or something you know what i mean but it's we don't see the swing of that axe we just see you know the, the build up to the swing and then we see the ah oh, no i've been hit with an axe you know like we don't do you know what i mean there was it felt like sometimes there was a panel or two 
or three or four or five missing um and instead they just use dialogue to describe the action yeah um, i think the eternals had that problem as well didn't they it was just over it was just telling you everything instead of showing you it yeah i think yeah eternals was very much narration heavy but this i like i know we're going under the writing a little bit but this was it was dialogue heavy um yeah and Thing, but you're and I, I, I actually I did keep some post-its on my book and now I can't find it because there's, there's that many post-its on my book. I, <laughs> You've I, just put one on every page that right? I can't find it. But I did notice this. There were quite a few kind of uh speech bubbles, I suppose, of him saying these things, like what yeah. he's gonna do and what it could mean if he does these things, like really describing it. But that should have been narration as opposed to him kind of speaking it out loud type thing you know like if you want to describe things that's fine but the fact that the characters themselves were describing the things was quite odd yeah yeah yeah, yeah he spoke to himself a hell of a lot in this didn't he <laughs> just on his own just telling yeah. us everything so job lot comics is sent here Bashima was just incredible his art is so much more someone say that word for me anatomically anatomically correct than kirby stylistic figures and you're right like, like we mentioned kirby's faces and stuff like the kind of big jaws and the noses <laughs> and it just it just did not fit whereas this like everything was softer like the faces were softer like it was just seen like it, it was far better fit just like your beard phil yeah absolutely <laughs> um dominic's asking a question here do you think any action was curved because of the comics code so maybe they were limited in things they could actually show in the art possibly Maybe, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you can't then, show was... that, so write about it instead. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's yeah. very possible. possible. Yeah. Um, we have Paulo Costa join us again tonight. How's it going, fellas? And Adam is saying that's why he struggles a bit with Silver Age stuff. Uh, he thinks the writers must have been paid by the work, <laughs> the, the word by <laughs> back then. What's <laughs> makes sense if you're paid by the word? I'll just write more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why these and, issues uh, are so long. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that point later on. But I feel okay. bad for picking this just just for that for that reason. But uh, Tottenham Gaming, Phil should change his name to Phil Phil the Surfer. Phil the Surfer. Oh, <laughs> missed that. a trick there. Jeez, and here, here's Paulo Costa. Pulp writers are paid by the word, and comic writers wanted to be pulp writers. It makes sense if you're getting paid by the word. That's you want to be paid by the word, so you could write more. I suppose yeah. like the page. Yeah. But then, if you're paid by the page, you would just write less words. <laughs> it doesn't really matter what's like one word there's no point working hard for that one page you know yeah and we have yeah. andy from perpetual comics evening nerd herders hey buddy thanks for joining and you have to remember the marvel way of working lee sent the story idea Bashima did the pictures and then lee filled in the dialogue and that's what i'll bring up too like i mentioned jack kirby created the silver surfer because that's what happened in fantastic four it was it was uh jack kirby just drew the fantastic four because he believed Galactus should have a herald, and it came back to Stan Lee, who loved the idea, and then obviously they, they expanded it later on. That's how the Silver Surfer was created. So oh, it was a Jack Kirby creation. I think Stan Lee may have thought of the name, the Silver Surfer, but it was definitely uh, Jack Kirby's creation. Oh. Um, saying here, Stanley thought he was a big dramatic writer. Thus, all the oh, I am trapped in this mad world. Whatever gaze upon my lovely shall abat. There was a lot of that. Yes. There was a lot. Oh, and I so compare thee to a summer's day. It like, was just so much woe is me, though, wasn't it? Like, yeah. He was such a little emo. This, yeah. this reminds me. This reminds me of you, Shane, a few months ago. I can't remember what episode it was, but it was you just going, "Way, way, way." It's all about me. Like uh, <laughs> just kind of what I thought about. Uh, we have Firehawk join us again. Hey, How's it going? And Louise has said, uh, Stanley did not want to be pulp. His goal was to write the great American novel. Comics were beneath him for years. And now look at him. Well, we can't. Well, we can't. <laughs> That'll teach him. <laughs> um, all right. So we will move on to our pages then. Okay. okay. And we are going to go with Scott first. And I'll admit, I almost picked this myself. Go ahead, Scott. Yes, so this was the page where Silver Surfer pretty much started to lose it um, in terms of, like, like you know, humanity, you suck. Like, I've had, <laughs> I've had enough of trying to be your mate. I'm just, I've had enough of trying to be nice. You know what? I'm just going to shoot this cosmic ray all around Earth 
and turn off all the electrics. I don't care what happens. You've had it. And it was, you know, this was the first kind of page of this happening. It goes on for like, was it four or five pages? And um, it was just really cool. But like, you know, I wanted to pretty much focus on, you know, the very top panel there where, yeah. you know, Silver Surfer's kind of in space and you've got all this purple and black, like bubbles and balls going everywhere. And it's just like, obviously we know, that is not what space looks like or that, you know, that's not what happens in space, but it looks cool and looks awesome. And you can tell that is space. Um, and I think it's really well done, obviously as, as well, you know, the, the, the cosmic rays, you know, the lightning kind of stuff going from that panel into all of the other panels quite seamlessly um, was very well done. Um, and then, you know, all the faces going on inside there, you know, the, the anguish and the terror at the bottom at the bottom panel there. Um, Very reminiscent of his home planet when Galactus arrived. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. And yeah, it's just this was, uh, yeah, this was my top page. And I just it, just, it was just the space aspect and the fact that the lightning goes into each panel. That's what they did yeah. for me. Yeah. I love how the, the people on the bottom bottom panel are like, they're obviously in the dark, so they're all like shadowed out type yeah, thing, yeah. you know, because obviously he's killed all the lights and stuff, and that's pretty cool. Um, I, I don't know why, but the Silver Surfer, for such a simple, simple design, I think he looks so cool. Yeah, I don't know does. what it is. I, I just, it's just, it's just, it's just, it just looks cool. For it's having no detail apart from just a muscular silver baldy man on a surfboard. <laughs> muscular silver baldy man. <laughs> yeah, that should be my name tonight. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I don't know what it is. Like I said, there uh, and tonight, to be fair, was the first time I actually or reading this was the first time I actually noticed like he actually has trunks. Like in your image behind you, there, Shane, yes. he doesn't have doesn't have no, trunks. Yeah, no, he looks very much like Iceman there. Yeah, and in the movie, the the terrible Fantastic Four Rise of Silver Surfer movie, I don't think he had trunks. But no. this he has like silver trunks. So yeah. it's like I just like looked at the out, out muscle beats or whatever. And colors again, trunks. I'll just model him and I'll draw him, and then we'll just paint him silver. <laughs> but yeah, I just yeah. thought the trunks was really weird. Yeah, I noticed that straight away when it, you know in the first panel you see him, and I was like, he's wearing pants. Like I'm pretty sure, like now he doesn't wear pants. Like, like <laughs> was this an artistic decision, or did Silver Surfer decide to become a nudist? Uh, <laughs> you know, but I don't know. Uh, just check some comment comments here before we move on to Shane's pick. Uh, J Reels two four seven has joined us this week. Great topic this week. Classic it is. Thanks, mate. Yeah. Um, we have Sean the Noob. Evening, folks. Speaking of muscly bald men, <laughs> <laughs> I did not say that, Sean. That was not me. Uh, Paulo Costa. One major problem of John Bashima's art here. Did you ever notice how many people he drew wearing trilby hats? Yeah. 1968, <laughs> were all the hippies. Fushima hated hippies. They did refer to hippies, didn't they? Hippies and hobos. Hippies, and whatever. hobos, and hoods. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Dominic Comic Book Report is the first Silver Surfer I ever read came from the old Marvel Essentials volumes, which are cheap rep uh, reproductions in black and white. Even for basic color scheme, it's amazing how striking the Silver Surfer is against color. And I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have enjoyed this book, I don't think, if it was in black and white. The color definitely 100% adds to it. Yeah, yeah. And they did well. I mean, considering they couldn't make silver back then. Like, like the, yeah, he's not yeah. silver in this book. Like, it's, 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 it's blue and white, and yeah. he's, shaded, he's shaded very well, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Comic bound these days, he actually is wearing a morph suit. It's hard to tell, but I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm 100% 100 correct on that. Adam obviously has his own uh, morph suit. Silver. <laughs> silver, yeah. Uh, we will move on to Shane's before mine. So Shane, yeah, take it away. How could I not? How could I not pick this when Galactus shows up? So it's the flashback. He's having, you know, he's telling us what happened on his planet, and we get to see Galactus for the first time, and he's just towering over this little bald man. You know, just he, he's not evil. Galactus isn't evil. He's just, you know, he's hungry, and he says to him, "If you had to step on an ant hill to survive, would you?" And I just thought, "Wow." Um, <laughs> Oh yeah. my god, stop it. Stop making me like think this deeply <laughs> into this yeah, this planet killing <laughs> person. But yeah, and he just looks fantastic. The 
I, I quite like the color scheme as well because that's not the Galactus I know, color wise. Yeah, and I mean, like, obviously, it's, it's it's a big kind of it's not a splash page, so he takes up the whole page type thing. So, kind of big kind of figure that Galactus is, and it obviously kind of gives that impression that he is just this huge dude that's going to eat the world. And obviously, Norn Rads and they're begging below, please don't, please don't take uh, Shen La. But you mentioned the colors there, and we're going to quickly move on to my page because I also picked this page. So I read the book, the book I showed you earlier on, and then I went on to my Marvel Unlimited to take a screenshot off, off that, and that's what I got, that exact image you seen there. But on the book itself, it is entirely different. So excuse the uh, the poor photography here. This is just a picture off my book. But this is the colour scheme. So this is how I read it, and this is, how we, this is how we know Galactus. Yeah, the, big, the big the pink. Blue. I was going to say big pink helmet, but then I said anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your big pink helmet to yourself, shit. Kids, watch this show. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, what what do we think of the difference in color then? Because obviously, uh, you know, drastic. Yeah, I, I think it really is. Like, I mean, so Shane obviously read it like this yeah, and that's too, yeah. that's the image you picked okay yeah. but obviously you know that's not galactus so you're obviously intrigued by the difference in color but this is obviously what i read and i would imagine this is the original <laughs> I, I i think marvel unlimited has probably recolored this to, to be digitalized if you know what i, I mean would, or i would wonder would they redid would they recolor it wrong surely maybe this was how they did it in the book and then they've recolored it for the print Surely, yeah, well, I wouldn't think they would change the change it to an unrecognizable color scheme unless they just wanted him to have a different design years ago. Yeah, like yeah, this this is true. Also, you got you could argue too that this is a, as as you mentioned a flashback. And normally, with like a TV show where a book flashbacks aren't the same kind of color or maybe grayscaled or something, whatever. But so maybe being a flashback, this is what their intention was to have a different colored Galactus. So, but, yeah. Um... Sorry, uh, I've just checked my copy of my digital one. It says it was published in 2017, and I've got the red Galactus. Ah, okay. Well, the Strange. one I have, I'm I'm reading the uh, what's it called? The who does this? This one, no, the one you can get like you, you get sub to it and get get it delivered yeah. each month. So I think this is 2015. It says ah, right. So, so yeah, if so um, coloured it for. The 2017 version. If anybody was there in 1968 and read the Silver Surfer, tell us what what one was the original color. It's just <laughs> we're just curious. But yeah, that 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 was kind of uh, not, I wouldn't say jarring, but whenever I want to get it and take that screenshot, it really put me off because I don't know if I like the red version I because I've I... seen because I've seen the purple and blue like the normal one. That's what I liked, and then I think I different. like the red a little bit more because I think there are too many villains that are purple. You know, like purple's overdone. Like right? too purple many and green are very popular villains. Yeah, so and yeah. I think purple for someone so menacing is a little bit of a. It's it's not a menacing color, so to have the red and the orange seems mm. a bit more grr, doesn't it? Grr, grr. That's a great word to describe. <laughs> oh, I've seen we've got some comments here again. Sorry, folks, allow me to address this again. Um, comment by and send us to the page he would have picked. So. Me, Adam, and Shane all have good taste. We have yeah. uh, Luke from Hydro Collectibles join us. How's it going, buddy? Hey, um, Paula St. Glettis has the munchies. Go forth, my Herald, and find me planets made of Mars bars. <laughs> <laughs> um, Adam is also confirming that he has the Omnibus, and it is the reddish one. Oh, um, so, so it sounds like maybe yours is the reprint then. Yeah, because they do often recall. Well, they do often recolor the omnibus stuff as well, and like Thor, the oh. omnibus was, re was recolored. So I have to figure that out and find that out. I want to know uh, the justification as to why. You know, like what was yeah. the point? What, like, did they run out of color? I mean, like, we've already got red left. Let's quick. <laughs> or did they just forget to add the blue to it? <laughs> like, yeah. Just... yeah um, like... It, it does seem really strange. There's no, like, you're right. There's no reason. There's no, I haven't heard anything. There's nothing on this book to say it's been recolored or anything like that. Um, but yeah, I would like to know. Like, if you did recolor, why did you do it? Yeah, why? Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Uh, Sean is saying here he's read the first six, six issues of Silver Surfer and really didn't enjoy it at all. 
Oh, that's a shame. It is a shame. But um, just just on that, so this is issues one to five of Silver Surfer, and uh, I, I, I'll admit, I, I feel like I almost cheated the, the boys here because <laughs> oh, we were all looking forward to a nice, easy five-issue story read. And... Uh, it is, five. This, it, is, it is it is it is five issues but they are long issues almost it's double, double issues. because there's part one and part two and four of the issues so um, they're 40 pages each oh, uh, yeah i think one was 50 52 i think <sighs> one was 50 something I, think. Oh, I must have blocked that out of my memory so, um <laughs> I, I do apologize i don't apologize it was a great book we all had fun reading it and we're here talking about it so i'm not apologizing for it. uh so uh louis here who was around in 1968 he thinks that the reddest head appears in 68 and was recolored for reprints um often they they got colors wrong galactus was also seen in green in some fantastic fours so maybe galactus just had a different wardrobe yeah you know I mean, that different that was helmet his... different clothes that was his meeting his herald for the first time outfit <laughs> 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 gotta make a good well, impression he, he, he was going for dinner he's going for a meal wasn't he he was going to eat eat the planet so he was just that's his dinner outfit i suppose <laughs> and it uh, was nice to... oh sorry go ahead. no you, you go ahead oh. I was just going to say, it was nice to see his origin in the book, because the only origin I know of Silver Surfer was from the cartoon, Fantastic Four cartoon. Right. Yeah. And it was slightly different then, because when he becomes the Herald and he sends him off, um, he points to his home planet and says, what about that planet? And Galactus says to him, I made a promise not to touch oh. that one. So I was, I, like I thought that was coming, but it, he kept all his memories, which is different to the Silver Surfer I know. Yeah. But yeah, sorry, going back to you. Yeah, well, Fuzzy said we have Poundland Galactus here. This is a knockoff <laughs> Galactus because he got four turtles as a kid that had all had yellow headbands, and he was gutted. Um, yellow. <laughs> yeah. Perfect edition comics. Check this guy out on his YouTube channel. He's in red as a color. Uh, why are we about to swear on the spines again? Um, we're not quite. It's not spine gate yet. Um, it's a first world problem. Yeah, we're we're graping over the color, but it's a big. It's you know, it's it's, it's a big difference. Just, just want to know why. Yeah, imagine if you were reading a Superman book and he came out in a completely different colour costume and Put the S on yellow. his chest was green. You know, you'd be like, they're not With his no colours. explanation. Like, he hasn't, yeah. hasn't turned evil. He's not as, as evil twin or whatever. It's just, it's, it's just a Superman. What's yeah. your problem? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, coming down, I think the Omnis often use the digital files from the Marvel Masterworks books, which they try and painstakingly restore the artwork in its original state. Yeah, I know the masterwork books. They they obviously do kind of print it as they were originally printed, and uh, you know maybe maybe they think there's an easier way to do it this way for some reason. Galactus is blue in Secret Wars. We've read Secret Wars. We oh, should do this. Jeez, yeah, he is. I'm Therapy still seeing a therapist to get that out of my brain. Okay, <laughs> so let's not bring that up again. Yeah. Uh, Liam, unfortunately, I have to agree with Sean. It's a pretty book, but I couldn't get into it. So that's a oh. shame. Um, I would have thought this was quite easy to get into because they are very much just single issues. You know, you can just read issue one or issue three because it, it was designed to just pick up any of the issues and yeah, enjoy it. it. Was, yeah. So you'd think it'd be yeah. quite easy to get into. I, I mean, they are. I mean, I, I get that they're long, and there may be times if you're reading all five issues, you maybe tail off a little bit, maybe, I suppose. But. Um, and obviously with the issues, Silver Surfer 4 is my, that's my grail. I want that, that cover, I want Silver Surfer 4. And I thought that was a great issue with Loki and Thor. Um, but it wasn't my favourite issue, because I, I thought the Mephisto, Mephisto issue was it's, issue 3. Are you reading my notes, Phil? <laughs> <laughs> great, great, great minds, Shane, great minds. But I just thought that was a terrific issue. But um, since we're now talking about the writing, we have mentioned it before, we'll, we'll just kind of move on naturally under that so uh scott what did you kind of think about the writing overall and the story and the, the big thing i took away from the writing was one there's a lot like <laughs> but you know not necessarily a bad thing and it was great and i also you know for a book that was out in 1968 they do hit a lot of racism issues mm -hmm. And this was this was something that I, I I liked about this, you know, the fact, you know, this, you know, this is Silver Silver is a different coloured skin, unknown alien, pretty much trying to fit in, um, you know, to a very, you know, a white world, you know, in like all these cities and stuff, and everyone is just treating him 
with fear and disgust and uh you know misunderstanding and all this stuff and i i like that uh, you know the fact that you know stanley was able to you know get these issues down on paper um was great and then you know when when he meets up with that physicist towards the end of the of the five issues um and he kind of agrees to help him because you know you know like it takes one to know one pretty much doesn't it that's um that's yeah. kind of how that's not exactly what he said but he was kind of that gist wasn't it um, yeah like he, he he's a he's a black scientist and he knows what's like to live in this world where people think you'd yeah. be different um yeah. so he obviously had a sympathy towards a silver surfer and, and, and stuff like that and yeah i agree scott but i'm going to ask you this question i i didn't think it was preachy at all like i wasn't trying to like force it i just thought it was completely no. natural and perfect the way yeah. it was done yeah no i agree like the the kind of the um the way this whole thing you know flowed was was fantastic and it was you know it wasn't yeah it wasn't forced down your neck it wasn't overused you know in throughout the issues it was just it was just good it was just steady and natural yeah well they marvel knew how to do that back then though i mean you had the x-men so they knew how to do this properly without it being just over the top and you know ram down your throat they they know how to do the subtle undertones of something they know how to leave it for the reader to pick up on the cues it's not like today where they just literally you know tell you what they're talking about it, it was done well where you were enjoying a superhero book and yes you were recognizing the racial undertones and the issues that were taking part at the time so it was just done well and yeah. subtle Yes, and that's what you do in a superhero book. You don't ram it down people's throats. You in, let them enjoy the superhero story, and you let them figure these things out themselves as they're reading. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, exactly. I was trying to think of this as if I was living in the Marriott 1968, so I don't know where we are in history at this point, but obviously had tensions with Russia. You know, They made reference to their military a few times in this book, so it was all like the military might and all this kind of stuff. And obviously the people obviously live in fear. And that was a big part of this book, the fact that they had no reason to hate the Silver Surfer, they had no reason to banish him or ignore him or w want to harm him, but they just were fearful that he's obviously here to, to to destroy or kill whatever. Obviously, there are things go through the book that I mean, people believe he is there, because obviously the invisible uh, brotherhood up a dune, and they think they're, he's destroying the city. But yeah, I just thought the way that was done, and I, I'm going to go on a bit of a tangent here, because I... You know, I'm a big, I'm a big guy, but I'm also quite like, I'm, I'm soft-hearted, right? So there's two characters I thought I would never like, and that's Captain America and Silver Surfer. But I really happen to like their, their nobility, like the fact that they are really nice and noble, and they always see the good in things, and the fact that the Silver Surfer, and even the Stranger, that the enemy, the last issue, yeah. obviously seen that. Also, the Stranger's trying to destroy humanity because he thinks it's evil and it's, it's, it's had its time and stuff. But then the goodness of that scientist, I forget his name. I want to say Harper, Al, Al Harper. I think so. Yeah, that Al sounds Bittman. right. And he's obviously saved the world by, the, what's the word? Uh, diff diffusing kind of, the bomb yeah, that's going to destroy bomb, things. Yeah. So he uh, said, well, maybe there is good in humanity. And that was quite sad as well. And I don't, I, like, I really like this kind of noble side of the silver surf i thought it was fantastic yeah no it yeah, just was... took a bit too long to get to the noble <laughs> side of him because it, we were stuck with five issues of the woe is me silver surf yeah <laughs> the like, whiny yeah. little bitch <laughs> <laughs> you do see you do see that throughout the you know throughout the story that like you know at the start he starts off quite lenient and you know he's he's having a go with humanity you know what i mean like he's like okay i'll try it again I'll see if they're nice to me. Oh, what a surprise. They weren't nice to me. How could I fall for this again? You broke my heart. Blah, blah, blah. And then, um, and then kind of, and then you, yeah, you get to the issue where, you know, my favorite page and he kind of, that's where he kind of snaps. And then it just kind, kind of seems to get like, he gets more and more like, ah, humans. You know what I mean? Like, get away. And he just kind of got more and more like upset with them. And, you know, when he, when he stole that um, kind of gun from, uh, the Fantastic Four, and he's kind of like needs must. I need to get away, and all this kind of stuff. You kind of see his uh, personality change throughout the, you know, the eight million pages that we read in this in this story. Um, but yeah, but <laughs> it was not your, that bad. 
going back to your page, Scott, the page after that, where he does the lightning, um, the cosmic power, he yeah. then, he said a line that really wound me up. He says, look what you made me do. And yeah. that really just like, I was so annoyed because I was like, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different outcome. So he was trying to help people and they weren't accepting him over and over and over again. At some point, just stop, you know, dude, just, just go, just stop. I get that yeah. you can't leave the planet, but you don't have to keep on interacting well, with people. He, he did sit with the lions, didn't he? The lions yeah, and the cool. hippos, yeah. and that they were next to him, they were next and friendly, you know. But then to attack the world as Galactus, pretty much like he was just going to destroy the entire planet, and then blame humanity for it. I thought, yeah. no, 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 no. You moaned on your, you moaned from the first page, the very first page of this book. You did nothing but moan. Then you gave us a flashback to tell us how you moaned on your own planet before you were the Silver Surfer. Then you became the Silver Surfer and were happy for a little bit. Then you started moaning again because you got trapped on a planet. It's like all he did was moan and I got a bit annoyed at him. And Even it wasn't until... <laughs> but then he is from a planet that has doesn't have any of this. You know, everything's nice and whatever. So he's not oh, used no, to this must... kind of, you know. Oh, it must be oh. so hard to be oh, on such a perfect... Oh, woe is me. I can have anything I want. I've got the woman of my dreams. Oh, I have everything. Such a hard life. <laughs> <laughs> I think Shane wants to rename him to the Morv Mona. Oh, he's just Debbie Downer, isn't he? He was literally <laughs> just for the entire book, just moaning. And I was just like, dude, just run a bath, get a glass of wine and put some menu on. Just just chill out. <laughs> chill out. <laughs> it, it did, I mean, the moaning, it, it did grow tired uh, after a while, I, I thought as well. I agree. Um, but at the same time, you know, I don't know what it's like to be stuck on a, a different planet. Like, I can't, can't escape, even though I've surfed the space and the cosmos for how many yeah. years before, you know? So I understand. Um, I want to catch up with some comments here before I lose track. So, Sean the Noob, it's a great you, Shane. He, he just whines way too much. He drove him mad. And we all agree that he, it, it, there was a lot of that throughout the book, but still a very good story, obviously. And uh, Paulo Costa's referring to Al Harper's sacrifice was one of the most inspiring stories I ever read. Made me scream, where were you, surfer? All your power, and he's the one who has to die. And that is so true. I suppose the, yeah. the surfer was occupied, but at the same time, he's a mere mortal human being. It was Harper and Silver Surfer has this cosmic energy, and yet he dies. It, it doesn't seem fair. No. It was it was a really good ending to that issue, and you know it was very, very touching. And, yeah. You know, warming and stuff but you yeah. know and also slightly like oh man like why him like he yeah. seems like such a cool guy you know like yeah, it seems like a be. kind of guy that could have that could have grown into his own character maybe in the future or like a side character to help other heroes and stuff i think but, it had to be him because he was the only one that was nice to silver surfer it, so yeah. it had to be him for the silver surfer to realize you know humanity's worth saving yeah so yeah. The thing about his death too, at, at this point in the book, so he was being chased in the car by, I don't know, half a dozen angry locals just because he, he had this thing on his waist that was trying to find this bomb. So they followed him. And then whenever Silver Shepherd done his thing or the stranger done his thing and everyone just forgot what they, what they were doing, what they were there for, the fact that they actually buried his body like the, I don't know what it is. Like they, so they were so angry at this person chasing him down, trying to get him because they thought they were going to harm him, and then had no idea what's going on. And then they respectfully kind of thought, "We can't just leave this body here. We have to yeah. bury him." I just thought that was quite nice. I don't know why. It's just like that whole kind of scene through him dying beside. But that was quite nice. They took that time to dig him a hole in yeah. the ground type thing. The thing is, no one will ever know yeah. what this guy has done. This person saved the world. But no one will ever know, and that and that was, you know, that was the yeah. the shitty bit there. It's it's like the Batman trilogy when no one will know the Batman saved yeah. the entire city. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Poe had added there. I, I had seen the stranger around, but he had never been more dangerous than in that story. Likewise, the Badoon and Number Two were very convincing villains, and that's one thing about the Brotherhood of Badoon. So they were obviously brought in to tell this like in a one shot story because they were going to have an arc later on. It references that in the book. So I don't know what they'd done later on, but they obviously had some sort of series or some sort of arc with the Silver Surfer down the line. So I was also just introducing them, but I thought they were quite cool as well, even though like like their invisible suits and stuff was really strange yeah, yeah. and weird. But I just I just liked that little kind of story as well. 
Yeah, I just love yeah. the. Oh, we're totally here in peace. Yeah, I know. It was proper, <laughs> I don't know. It was proper cheese. Like they were cool yeah. villains, but the their whole like motive was quite like quite cheesy. Yeah, and uh, comic point is uh, something we can all relate to. I don't know what it's like being stuck on a different planet, but I'm stuck on this one, and I can relate to the Silver Surfer <laughs> and his need to moan about it. Yeah, don't we all? Don't we all? Unfortunately, <laughs> I agree. Can Touching I bring on... up? Oh, go ahead. The can I bring up the formality of the writing in yeah. you know throughout the book? Like some of it was hard to read, and it, it was hard. Like it kind of took me out of the story a little bit, I guess. Um, you know, maybe I'm talking purely based on my experience as a new. You know, a newish reader, a year a year old reader. You know, and um, it was just it was just really difficult to to kind of just yeah, just get into it and just jump into it. Like especially the Thor issue. Yeah. Oh my god! Did the Shakespeare Thor... write that? Jesus, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, I love the Thor issue, but I agree. They're like when they had uh, oh, I forget their names. The minute like Thandral and and whatever like they yeah. all spoke so like Shakespeareish type <sighs> language, and it was hard to kind of read it. Still enjoyed it, but you're right. And even the Silver Surfer, he did. He was so formal the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he spoke to himself in the third person quite a lot as well, which is what annoyed yeah. me a little bit. You know, the silver. I am the Silver Surfer. This is this is what I do, or what I know, whatever. But it's just everything was a third person, and it was so formal. And I agree, but I think the Thor issue is maybe the one that I could have taken me out of it. But I just thought yeah. that was great. Like, yeah, like you know, like part of me was like, cool. I really enjoyed the Thor issue because, kind of like, you know, we're off Earth. It kind mm. of felt like a palate cleanser to the five issues, and so that was cool. The concept of it and what was going on was cool, but it was just the, the dialogue was just so hard to read. It was like the dialogue was a slog, but the the you know the actual story itself if you know if i read it and then it you know if you read it and explained the story to me i'd have been like that's cool mm -hmm. but reading the story yeah you could hard. go through with a pen and you could cross out like two-thirds of that text and you could still yeah. enjoy that story issue as a story yeah. yeah i think the word slog is maybe a bit harsh because we read the eternals which was a slog for four or five issues this wasn't quite that but i know what you're saying it was okay. borderline yeah. a slog you know yeah, yeah. Slug but it had the real low key yeah. in it, so I enjoyed that. Yeah, that was good. As soon yeah. as I opened that and I saw Loki sat there, spread eagle on the chair, man spreading on his throne, I was like, yeah, I'm going to enjoy this one. Did you see his pink helmet? Or... <laughs> no, he had a gold one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dearie me. Keep it clean, folks. But um, to be fair, the Loki as well, he also referred himself in the third person quite a lot. And I, I don't know if that was a thing back in the 60s and 70s where they'd done that quite a lot. I just I don't like it. I don't like referring to yourself in the third person. It's just odd. Yeah. But uh Scott doesn't like it either. Yeah. <laughs> well uh Paulo Costa here. The Badoon appeared a year later in Guardians of the Galaxy first appearance. The story was set in the thirtieth century, showing how they were able to wait a thousand years to conquer Earth. Wow. It's a long wait. I wonder if Silver Surfer was still stuck on Earth that whole time. <laughs> and Louis, uh, remember the way Remember that the Marvel way of working often led to Lee being incredibly wordy, as often the artists would make the story in a different direction. Um, it led to huge fallouts with Lee Kirby and Ditko, as we, as we well know. And yeah, that's true. And 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 I know that that's the old Marvel way of working. I think Dan Slott does it now, and quite often you'll see Dan Slott have someone else help him with that to fix the wording and that's obviously done how it was on the 60s but i don't think that would fly now that way of working it couldn't there's no it's, it's not coherent or something to me it just sounds all muddled up the fact that they have the art before the kind of you yeah. know the, the word bubbles or whatever the, the dialogue and stuff just odd yeah yeah i mean that that explains why sometimes the text is just there like it's not positioned correctly is it like they, mm -hmm. it's, there's just some free space on the page so they've filled it up with some extra text that they needed to put in there so that it explains that and yeah. i suppose back then when everything was hand drawn you couldn't just have them redo it in an afternoon mm. could you that, this is true but also it's they're making it harder for themselves were they not you know comics want to be fun but this is they make things harder to do that afterwards and i kind of want to touch as well on, on stanley and the fact that obviously he is Stanley, we everyone knows who he is, and he had his soapbox and stuff. And I find this quite funny. So he, Stanley often had the soapbox to kind of talk about 
things in, in, that are going on in the world to make things better for people and so on and so forth. And we can see that in his writing as well. But there was one page, which I thought was really funny. So they're obviously in New York. This is when the Badoon Brotherhood were invisible walking through the human race. And there's a bin, like a garbage bin or a trash bin, whatever you want to call it. And there's a sign that every litter bit helps keep New York clean. <laughs> and it's just the fact that he includes that because he obviously he must feel strongly about litter and, and like you know keep New York clean. Like, it doesn't have to be there, but he puts that sign there. I just thought it was quite. That's just what was nice. It's just like he wants to put these kind of messages through the book to make things better. It's very observant, mate. Yeah, uh, yeah I did not notice that. No, me neither. That's great, though. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so Tottenham Gaming here saying, so this comic inspired The Rock, speaking of third person, possibly. <laughs> and we have uh, World Comics Review. How's it going? It made for fun stories when each comic was more self-contained. Now they have a company-wide crossover every few months. It needs to be more organized. Yeah, Aye. 100%. That's I, I love that about these older books, that you can just grab any issue at all. And you can just enjoy it from start to finish. You don't have to go, oh, I've got to read seven issues before and four issues after to understand the story. It's just, uh, I do wish they did more of that nowadays. Yeah, well, I mean, if you look at the current X-Man books or X-Men books, there's all different types of books. You almost have to read them all to get the story. I just want to read that one title even. It doesn't have to be the one issue, just that one title. But yeah, that was great. Hey, folks, sorry to stop you. Keeping to uh, tradition. The glasses are on and they're off because i don't like wearing them so <laughs> where did phil go <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so we're going to do our scores our final thoughts and scores and folks if you read along this week um just put your score in the comments and we will uh, collect and collate that as well um let us know if you enjoyed it or not and we will start with shane give us your thoughts and scores please okay so i I was like we spoke I was expecting a nice tight five issues and we really got 10 um, I'm not going to complain because I really love the art throughout this book the colors my gosh every page was beautiful and made me very happy Silver Surfer was just a whiny little emo that just needed a slap at times but once we got to issue three and we had um, Mephisto I absolutely love that issue. I thought Mephisto was done fantastic, even the way he was drawn, like always in shadow, and there was just like part of his face hidden. And then we got the Thor and Loki issue, and I was like, yep, I'm on board now. I'll forgive all the moaning. I really enjoyed it. Um, so I think because it did still fit, it did. I read it as a trade, but it is very much six individual issues, uh, five individual issues, which is fine. And I wish I had read it like that. Actually, I wish I'd done like one a day rather than sat there and read it all in one go. I think that was my fault because I was expecting one coherent story. But overall, I really, really enjoyed this. And for the time, for 68, I, I didn't think I'd be enjoying comics from all the way back then with the likes of, you know, Eternals that we've had in the past. Mm. So, uh, but for me, this is, yes, a definite recommend. If anyone is a fan of Silver Surfer and hasn't read this, go back and read it because it's awesome. And I'm going to give this a 7.5 out of 10. Ooh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Scott? Uh, pretty pretty much a lot of the same, to be honest. Um, the art was fantastic and nice and, and clean. Uh, the colours were very vibrant and nice. I loved how space was depicted in every panel that you see you know even when silver surfer is above earth and you can just see you know the space beyond it and even though we know like that shouldn't be there you know this squiggle of red like what is that but whatever it was i liked it and it was nice to look at um like i said you know in in my main stuff earlier on i really enjoyed the way that you know stanley touched on you know the human issues that we actually see in real life but you know in a more subtle way and not just kind of jamming it down your throat um and it was just nice and silver surfer as a character i've never read him before um so it was really nice to learn about him and yes he was a bit moany but i was i was really trying my hardest to understand where he was coming from and um yeah to see him kind of go through the five issues kind of and his personality change was really gradual and you know smooth i think and not and not just not quite jarring um so yeah so uh, you know overall um 
I think apart from the the formal writing, that, that was one of my issues, and the other issue was the whole Galactus coloring thing. Um, it was an overall good read, and I would recommend it to anyone who is interested in you know Silver Surfer or Galactus or any other character attributed to Silver Surfer. Um, and I would definitely recommend it. Unlike Eternals, <laughs> um, uh, so this for me um, is gonna be um, a seven out of ten. Cool, excellent. Okay, I'll give mine, but before I give mine, I'll already have some scores here, and just let you guys know that you have some time with your scores in before I finish mine. Uh, Job Lot has given a seven. Uh, Pablo Costa has given eight out of ten. Uh, Andy from Perpetual has given a six. And Comic Bound, I couldn't read this week, but read these issues a while ago when I got the Omni. So from my very fuzzy memory and taking into account the silver aginess, I think I'll give it a 7.5. That's good. So, folks, this is your last chance to get your scores in um, after I give mine. I, I agree with everybody here, the exact same. So I think um, the writing also is maybe uh, long. It's very wordy. But again, I haven't read a book from that era that isn't, if you know what I mean. And similar to what Scott said, the fact that the touch on a lot of issues and the, the human aspect of the fear and uh, racism and the, I love the heroic sacrifice at the end. Um, the artwork throughout was, it was wonderful. I absolutely loved it. That whole issue of the colouring, I, I I didn't know that until an hour before we came live. I was getting a <laughs> screenshot, so it annoyed me. But I'm still happy I read the issue I had, the, the colour I had. So I'm, I'm going to stick with that. And I'm happy with that. I, I still think for me that's the better version, the better coloured version. Anyway, the Silver Surfer, someone I as a character I know some about. Like I, ever since Donny Cates brought him in with Thanos run, he's been included in King of Black. He's he's been included in. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, Silver Surfer Black was another uh, miniseries. The Silver Surfer something I really was looking forward to going back and reading, and this is the starting point. It is a bit bittersweet to you, because you know, I don't want to refer to Dean every time, but Dean purchased me this book for my birthday, and I I was wanting to pick this for months, and Scott kept picking Marvel books ahead of me, so I kept changing. <laughs> so it is bittersweet that, he, that Dean isn't here to read along with me, but um, delayed to have that, delayed to read it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It is a great starting point, and there are issues with the length of the, the book, the formality, the kind of, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, third person that I didn't like. So I'm going to go with Shane and give it a 7.5. Nice. So You certainly uh, got your money's worth out of books back then, didn't you? <laughs> well, what, what, what price were they? Were they... Were they... 10 cents weren't they 25 cents <laughs> 40 pages for like 10 cents yeah i'll give you 10 cents for 40 pages yeah absolutely and some books now you're 5.99 but absolutely <laughs> uh we did get one more score in uh so the funky gibbons as i said earlier it's a pretty book but not my cup of tea i will throw on a disclaimer that i've had a rubbish week so maybe my head wasn't in the right place so i will read again at some point and it's a four to ten um I mean, obviously, we, maybe we've talked you around to it. You want to read it again, which is a good thing. Um, but yeah, I, I love this book. And um, Job Lots let you know, Shane, try grab a copy of Thor 193. It stars Thor, Loki, and Silver Surfer. And it's a great read. Ooh, okay. Yeah, he says that. What, is it going to be like 10 grand or something? Possibly. <laughs> if you happen to have a Silver Surfer issue number four, that's maybe going to be one of your lucky boxes or your mystery boxes, just you know, let me know. But um, so... Um, I did ask Scott to do the math. Scott, what's the score here for the Nerd Herd? So uh, the audience score uh, comes to an average of 6.5. Interesting. Uh, out of 10, if you were wondering. <laughs> and uh, our, five. Score, our score uh, averages out at 7.3. Ooh, nice. That's that's a good... This, this, we so have... we see where it, where it falls on the leaderboard then? Yeah, let's go ahead. So 7.3, 7 if I get rid of this ticker. So, yeah, it comes uh, just below Dave, so it's kind ah, of 14th yeah. place Ooh. Uh, above and God Butcher and Dead of Winter. Pushes those down to 15th. Everything yes. gets pushed down. It's our first 7.3 book. It Ooh. is? Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I think that's fair. I mean... I'm happy with that. 
Yeah, I mean the God, the God Butcher. We all love the God Butcher and God Bomb and stuff. Well, God Bomb is obviously better, but I think this this would be slightly better. I would say. I mean, obviously, agree. Personally, it is God Butcher for me above this uh, because Dead of Winter much... is above this for me. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just love gore so much, and then the God Butcher. But yeah, I think I think seven point three is a really good score. Um, you know, two seven point fives and a seven. I think we done well. Does this make you want to read more Silver Surfer? Maybe. Is this, would this kind of like ignite that kind of you know? If there was a modern run, with with like more like the language was more you know more modern, then yeah, yeah I would. But it's for me like you know it was a good read. It was cool to read like a one off. But if I was going to continue to read this, it's got to be in a more modern language for me. There is a an arc. Now I can't pronounce this word. Um, is it requiem? Requiem? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Thank you very much, Shane, again. But yeah, so it's it's kind of held in high regard as a good Silver Surfer story as well, and maybe that's a good, um, another an good book to read in the future. And Job Lot, as mentioned, Silver Surfer Black, absolutely. I read this. Donna Cates, the artwork in this, by the mm. way, is really divisive. You'll really love it, or you'll really hate it, but it is fun. my art. Yeah. I would continue reading this this silver yeah. surfer but i would read it like one issue at a time and take my time with it rather than read a bulk lot yeah yeah i I'm, i kind of want to know what happens I, like, we know what happens i suppose he's, he's not stuck on earth forever but yeah. i kind of want to know how he gets to that point where he gets through the barrier and maybe battles galactus and stuff later on i don't know if that happens in the fantastic four books later on or in silver surfer's own um book at some point and um just a few more comments here before we get to our channels adam is saying Oh man, no one ever talks about Silver Surfer. Requiem. And <laughs> that really needs an oversized edition. Yes, it does. And it only runs 18 issues, this first volume. Oh, okay. So you have you've only got 36 to go then, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's us. That that is our score. That's what we have decided to rank it on our leaderboard. Um before we go, we're gonna go around and see what we have on each other's channels. I'll start because I have nothing. What about uh, the other thing we're doing for next week? Oh, yes. This is why I have these boys to remind me what we're doing next week. All right. See, I thought I thought I was okay. I thought it was good. So next week we are reading. Yeah, buddy. Superman Sacrifice from 2005. Not written by Stan Lee of art by John Buscema. But of course, it's Shane's pick. So Shane will be the host next week. And then we're going to judge every one of us to see who does the better job. I just did not, <laughs> wow. do not do that. <laughs> no, that do not score us. Do not score us on a one to that, ten that scale. Will, no, that will knock my confidence. <laughs> All right. So we do channels now. Scott, is that go ahead? Okay. Yes. As I said before, I have nothing because I am a lazy git. But I will be making a little bit of an appearance on something that happens this Saturday. Which Scott? Do you want to tell the folks what's happening? Yes. This week, guys, a week early, we are going to be doing Comic Airwaves this month. It is episode seven, entitled Filling In. Uh, guess guess what that means, as you will. Uh, <laughs> but yes, we've got loads of cool stuff. Uh, I will tell you guys now, we do have an interview. Um, I won't tell you who with yet. Uh, just keep an eye on the thumbnail on, the, uh, on, on, on my channel. And um, in terms of another auction... Uh, we will be doing it, I think, in the first weekend of September. I think we're going to be looking at maybe the 4th of September, the 4th or the 5th. But yeah, that's all I've got coming up. And, sorry, I'm going to be doing a massive haul video as well at the end of the month. Ooh, nice. And Shane, what have you got coming up on Donna Comics? Well, since Scott took my third Saturday of the month and we couldn't do the quiz on the Saturday, we're doing it on the Sunday instead. So I'll be recording the quiz on the Sunday and I'll get it out next week sorry oh, bud. that's okay it's fine i'll let you off this once <laughs> yeah the, the quiz is always good fun unfortunately i won't be here this time around but i have already penciled myself in for september's quiz and i will not miss that one awesome I hope. thank you <laughs> uh, just before we go one last comment of course i'm going to say this job luck <laughs> comics well done phil you were a brilliant host yes you were <sighs> thanks and hopefully i'll get better at this but yes. um one more tradition that we need to uh, finish on, I suppose. Um, Shoutouts. 
Oh, See, this is what we do. Okay, so we still have shoutouts, and uh, one of the ones we do have, which I will post. Are you going to post, Scott, in the chat? I've got it. I've got it. Yeah. Um. Yep, it is the comic book report. That is his YouTube channel, and that is his Instagram as well, I believe. Yep. Yes. Um, he's relatively new to Instagram and uh, YouTube. I think it's only a month or so he's been doing it. But check him out. He's, he's, some of the stuff he puts on is something I admire myself, and we all have similar interests. And as per usual, if you like what we do, you'll probably like what he does as well. So go check him out. And just one one last boost of confidence on my own. Scott gets a 10 out of 10, and Phil gets an 11 out of 10. And just Albert is coming in, Ethan, gentlemen. Sorry, we are literally closing, but feel free to watch uh, the replay and listen to the podcasts. So that is us, isn't it? Please, that's, we're yes. done. There's nothing else I've forgotten. Well, oh, yeah. <laughs> this is Amateur R over here at the Nerd Herd Comic Book Club. Well, this is us. So one last thing to do. If I can find mine, I've put it around here somewhere. Oh, there it's there. Let's get your waves out. Oh. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Love you. Ahoy hoy, podcast listeners. Shane here. I just wanted to separate you from the herd for a second to let you know that you can now email the show at theweeklynerdherd at gmail.com. If you want to share your thoughts on this or any of the books we've read so far, or if you'd like to suggest a book for us to read on our viewers pick, all you have to do is email us at theweeklynerdherd at gmail.com. Now, back to the herd.